looking live at one of the grandest venues in American sport, the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. So much hype has been heaped on this college football game, Dan, I'm beginning to have a hard time swallowing. All the band is out on the field! He's going to Welcome to the First and Him Podcast. Let's talk that football. All right. We're back with another episode of First and Him. Uh, we're pretty excited here. We've, we finally made it to the games. Um, no longer conference preview season. Um, we are looking at a slate here. Um, me and Connor have been cooking up some some plays for this weekend. Um, I, I don't know how Connor feels about it. It's not the best. It's not the best slate I've ever seen. But with that being said, we're, we're it's never going to complain about it, college. It's football. up there. So – um, it, it's one of those, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's not the best, but with that being said, it, it's college football. So tough to be too upset. Um, we, we, we have our, our picks for this week for week zero. Um, again, some, some thrillers, um, some plays we, we really like. Um, and yeah, we're, we're excited to watch some real football as opposed to the preseason garbage that we, that we, that the NFL puts on and, and just all the preseason camp. Um, Excited to watch some real games, games that actually count against the win totals and the records and all that. So I'm, I'm fired up. Um, what you got, Connor? Yeah, the best sport in the world is back this Saturday. I cannot wait. Uh, just a couple of things to keep in mind. There is going to be a running clock this year. So it'll be something we'll have to watch and kind of navigate through weeks zero and week one to kind of see how the over-unders are looking. Um, because obviously, big, I mean – Big you, for you, overs. Big for overs. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's going to be one of those where our under is going to be big the first and second week of the year until Vegas adjusts. You would think Vegas would make the adjustment now. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens. I think I like a play based on what you just said. So, I, I think I, I didn't like this play, but I think I'm adding, I think I'm adding a play based on that comment. So, um, all right. So, so we'll, we'll start tonight. Um, we'll, we'll, we told you earlier this week in our, in our first episode of the week, um, we, we went through our 25 through 18 of the first and him preseason top 25. Um, we will we'll now go through 17 through nine. And as these teams kind of, we, we feel like these are teams that can, that can make a little bit of noise this year. Um, we'll give them a little more preview, um, but just touched on them briefly. Um, and then we will go through teams one through eight next week on our, uh, we're going to combine our uh, recap from, from week zero, which, which should be fairly quick as, as it's only seven games. Um, talk about the, our college football playoff predictions, Heisman predictions, um, and then and then we'll release our top eight for next week as we ramp up to week one. Um, so we're, we're we're definitely excited for that. But but coming in at uh, seventeen, um, TCU, um, they they solid. Um, they obviously way outperformed expectations last year. Um, delivered one of the most miserable nights of my life to me. Um, I I don't. Who knows how they're going to be this year? They have some expectation. I think their win total is around seven and a half. Um, so to probably figure 
finish in the middle of the Pac-12. Um, but uh, I'm sorry, Big 12. They could take out some of the top end people, uh, top end teams, but we'll see. Um, so we got TCU coming in as a preseason 17. Um, Connor, you want to give 16? I know, I know you got some. This feels near and dear to you. Um, yeah, the it's team, the, the team you feel pretty good about. It's the Oregon State Beavers. Um, obviously, tons of talent on the roster. Um, I think they're going to have a lot to prove. I mean, the Pac-12 basically dissembled. Um, so I think they're going to try to prove something to make some waves this year. Uh, so hopefully they can get that ranking up in the top 10. But starting at 16, I think that's more than appropriate for them, especially with who they returned and uh, their trajectory for the season. Yeah. Um, so coming in, coming in at 15, we got Notre Dame. Um, we'll hold our Notre Dame commentary just because we'll be talking about them as they have a week zero game. Um, go, I'll, I'll just jump to 14 since that wasn't much of a, a preview there. Uh, 14, we got Utah. Um, we talked about them a little bit on our pod, on our episode earlier this week. Um, Cam Rising, who knows what his injury status is, um, how soon he'll be back. They're pretty tough week one matchup. And, and like we said, we gave a shout out to the Utah uh, fans earlier this week, they, they play a tough schedule. Um, so we'll see, but, but the, we, we like them to finish up near the top of the PAC 12 and, and be pretty competitive throughout the year. Yeah. And then we can go ahead and jump to Oregon. Um, obviously Bo Nix is their quarterback. They're going to have a great offense. Uh, and they're at 13th in our rankings. Uh, I, I mean, I could definitely see them making their way into the top 10 this year at some point. Uh, but obviously that PAC 12, I mean, they're going to cannibalize each other at some point. Uh, so there's, you know, it's just going to really come down to who who's going to get the big wins in the Pac-12. Yep, feel good at Oregon at thirteen. Uh, moving up to twelve, we got Tennessee. Um, a lot of a lot of people might have. I'm not sure where they came into the AP poll. Um, to be honest with you, Connor, um, but I think I think they. I would assume somewhere around here. But but Tennessee, um, high expectations this year. Um, to be honest, uh, Tennessee fans might hate this, but but I couldn't possibly be lower on Joe Milton. Um, I've, I've watched this story before at Michigan when he was there during the COVID year. He went out against Minnesota and had the game of his life. Um, I thought Michigan was winning a national championship. I ripped several Michigan national championship tickets. Um, they all were ripped up the following week when they lost at home to Michigan State. Um, so I, I've seen this with Joe Milton. I think Heupel's good. I think they got, they got a great scheme out there, great home field advantage. Um, but but I, I couldn't possibly be lower on Joe Milton. So with, with that – um, we have Tennessee coming into the preseason number 12 spot. They were 12 in the AP poll, too. So very, oh, very wow. interesting. Yeah. Wow. Whoever made the first in him poll is geniuses. Genius. Yep. At 11, we got Washington. The Washington Huskies, obviously Michael Penix, at quarterback. They're going to be very talented this year. Uh, their offense is electric. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Obviously, that Pac-12, we've said it many times, it's very tough. Uh, but, yeah, I think more than respectable ranking at 11. Yep. Like like DeBoer's uh, – Huskies at, at 11 um, going to, now moving into the top 10. Um, we, we have Texas at our, in our 10 slot. Um, we spoke a little bit about Texas. I have them winning the big 12. Um, I, I think Texas is going to be good this year. Um, I, I think Ewers is going to be pretty good. I think Sark's got something to prove. Um, I think they got some, some top end talent there. Um, one of the top receiving cores in the country. Um, I, I think they will um, do fairly well in the big 12. They are our highest ranked big 12 team. Um, but with that being said, um, with our highest ranked Big 12 team at 10, uh, me and Connor don't don't really see a lot of Big 12 teams making some some waves on the national scale. Um, so with that, I do have Texas as my Big 12 winner, but they will be coming in at the number 10 spot. Yeah, and here's my ACC winner. It's Clemson coming in at nine. 
Cade Klubnik is going to be their quarterback this year. They still have Will Shipley back at running back. Uh, they're going to win games in the ACC. Uh, are they going to beat Florida State? You know, that's going to be the big one that we circle on the calendar. But they're going to win games. They're, they're going to have nine, ten wins at the end of the season. Um, so I think this is more than fair ranking for Clemson. Always have a good yeah. defense, too. Dabo gets the boys right. Yeah, no, I think I think deservedly in the top ten. Um, I think they return a lot. They, it's a, it's a they've they've had a good run the last couple of years, so feel good about them in the top ten. Um, but uh, they'll they'll be coming in at nine, and that that'll kind of wrap up. Um, like I said, we'll go through our top eight in next episode. Um, but but that's our seventeen through nine, um, and that's kind of I don't know where you feel, Connor. I, I, we'll see. I feel like really from from Oregon State up um, is really the, the teams that kind of are contenders this year. Um, obviously everyone in the top eight, we feel like can, can make some noise and, and potentially contend for a college football playoff, um, spot right. and then an eventual championship. Um, so really for me, everything under Oregon state, um, all those teams, I, I don't really think are realistic contenders. Um, but, but who knows? TCU was unranked last year. Michigan was unranked the year before. Um, so there's been teams that have started unranked and, and made it in. Um, but for me, at, at, I'm kind of drawing the line in the sand at 16 with Oregon state. Yeah, and as you rank those 16 through 11, I mean, Texas and Clemson definitely are better than these teams. But as you rank 11 through 16, I think you could have blind ranked them and had an argument for any of them uh, for where Absolutely. you put them in the rankings, especially the Pac-12 teams. They're so hard to place. Um, and then Notre Dame just has a ton of questions, like how good is Sam Hartman going to be in that offense? Uh, we, we know what he did in Dave Clawson's offense at Wake Forest. Is he going to continue that when he's at Notre Dame? You know, remains to be seen. Yeah. So that's a good segue. Let's let's move into the week zero games, and we can start um, over the pond in Ireland um, with the Notre Dame Navy game. Um, Notre Dame is minus twenty and a half, with the over under set at forty nine and a half. Uh, that game starts at two thirty. It'll be the first game of the season. Um, I'm I'm not sure what the time difference is in Ireland, so I don't know what time it'll be over there if it's a prime time or not. But two thirty kick um, should should be fired up. Um, I'm, I'm excited, Connor. You you can lead us off here. Yeah, this game. Uh, I, I, the, so the Ireland game last year, I believe it was Northwestern Nebraska, and it was like Northwestern's the, only win of the year. So it, it was, it, yeah, Northwestern won zero games on U.S. soil last year. They're treating us well with a name. Very excited for it. Uh, obviously, Sam Hartman's going to be the quarterback for Notre Dame. Navy's returning nine out of 11 guys on defense, and this was the nationally ranked run defense in the country last year. Um, I, I, I think that has something to do with their practice a triple option every single day pretty much. Uh, so I think that might have something to do with it. But Navy's a pesky team. I mean, they give ECU fits every year, um, and they've played Notre Dame close in the past. So I think this is actually going to be a pretty solid game, especially with that spread being uh, about 20 and a half. So is that a are – you, are you on Navy there? I, I wasn't able to, to catch that. I So I'm actually going to be parlaying Navy in the under uh, in this game. Uh, wow. Yeah, so That's... I'm taking Navy against the spread and the under. I'm also taking the under separately. I'm far more com- confident in the under in this game. Uh, Navy's going to be running the ball. Notre Dame's going to try to run the ball as well. Um, you know, I, I just think this under at 49 and a half is going to do well. Um, and, and I think if it, if, if it stays under, I think Navy covers, no doubt. Interesting. So, so I am on uh, Notre Dame minus 20 and a half and the over. Um, so we're, we're very aligned on this game. Um, I, I just think the Notre Dame is kind of in a, in a, in a different league here. 
Um, I don't think Navy's very good. I think they're kind of mid-tier American. Um, in the last in the last seven uh, Notre Dame games, this goes into last season, the over hit seven times. Um, and in the last five neutral games they've played, uh, the over's gone four and one. Um, and then in the last in the last two uh, games versus Navy, North, Notre Dame has won by 20-plus points every time. Um, so we'll see. Um, we did have that fluky game playing over in Ireland. Definitely adds a, an interesting aspect to this. Um, but I do think Notre Dame has something to prove this year. I think Marcus Freeman um, feels like he, he's got something to prove after a kind of down year last year. Um, they, they, they're definitely getting a significant upgrade at quarterback. You know Marcus Freeman is going to have that defense fired up. Um, I like Hartman. Um, I think Navy's able to run the ball. Um, I think they're able to score, which is why I'm going to go on the over. Um, but with that being said, I don't, I'm, I don't feel great about the Navy defense in this spot. Um, so I would never bet the under in the first game of the year. I will be on the over. Um, and I will be on Notre Dame minus 20 and a half. All right. Well, uh, let the best man win. I'm very happy with my yeah. decision there. I, I mean, the clock's going to be running, which makes me even more confident in my pick. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think that's a, a that's going to be a fun game, it, no matter what. I mean, just seeing Notre Dame to start the season is always going to be solid. Absolutely. Um, all right. So, let's, let's keep it moving here. Um, again, the, the slate is not is like, like we've talked about. The, the slate is not the best here. Um, but but we'll 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 do with what we got. Um, Connor, you got any plays on the uh, on the UTEP Jacksonville State game? I absolutely do. Oh uh, wow! I'm very let excited. It, let it rip. Game. Jacksonville State. They just transitioned from the FCS, uh, so that they were always. A, I think they lost only two games in the FCS last year. But Rich Rod's their coach. Um, so wow. he's making. I didn't. He's, I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. So he's making a trek back into the FBS. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're a, tal- I mean, they're a talented offense. Their defense isn't great. Um, it's going to be their first game in the FBS, and they're at home. The fans are going to show up. They're going to be packing into the stadium. The stadium holds, I think, about 25,000. Uh, so <laughs> nothing special. Um, but yeah, yeah ultimately, I, I just don't think UTEP's good. The Conference USA, the whole conference is bad. Um, so it, it's really a good conference to come into if you're making that transition. Uh, and as one of the top offenses, you know, in the FCS, I think that's definitely going to transition into a bottom dweller in the FBS. Um, but yeah, they have a seventh year quarterback in Zion Webb. Uh, they also had an Auburn transfer at linebacker come in. So, um, I mean, they have, they have guys with talent. Um, and I, I obviously love a seventh year uh, quarterback. So that, that's going to be good. Uh, you're, you're dialed into this game. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I didn't even look at it. Um, so, so I appreciate you with, with such uh, strong opinions here. Um, yeah, no, no play for me on this one. Um, I might ride that Jacksonville State. You might have just sold me on that. Yeah, just um, take so, the money line. It's, it's, it's pretty much even money. So, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a fun one to ride. And, and you said this one is in Jacksonville State, right? It's, it's at Jacksonville State. Yeah, okay. That's, that's, good. that's good to know. So, all right, I, I'll, I'll add Jacksonville State minus 104 to the card. I, yeah, you, you, you sold, you're, you sold me. Yeah, it's your boy Rich Rod, you know. Yeah, exactly. I I, I got to bet every single game this week, so <laughs> I'll I'll add that one to the card. Um, but yeah, no no real insight to add there. Um, we can keep it moving to to probably the worst game of the week, if not the worst game I've seen in a long time. Um, we got New Mexico State at home minus six and a half against UMass. Um, over under set at forty four and a half. Um, <laughs> this is the ultimate poop game. Um, this is a game that would never even get the light of day if it was a normal Saturday. And that's why they scheduled it in week zero. 
Um, I don't even think ESPN Plus would carry this one. I, I don't know if ESPN Plus would would carry this. I I, I don't. It's bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know anything is... about either of these teams. I just know it's the Minutemen, which is a great yeah, great I, nickname. Yeah, I, I I just know UMass football has traditionally been been very bad. Um, I, I'm just gonna do the the not overthink this play. I'm just gonna go under 44 and a half here. Um, these teams are both bad. I don't think they'll be able to score. Um, I I it's just one of those things. I I don't feel great about these these teams. I don't know if they can score. Week zero, they get one less week of training camp. Um, the offense is likely or the offenses usually go a little slower um, uh, on the kind of upward trajectory of of just getting getting ramped up for the season. Um, UMass is traveling to New Mexico. Um, long travel. It just this just this just screams under. Um, I won't be watching this game, but but give me under forty four and a half. I'll I'm going to have to add that to my card. It's a it's a disservice to college football to not bet every game. So I, I'll be you, you, that. I, I'll be you got it. You got to bet every game. Um, so so with, with that, it sounds like me and Connor will both be taking uh, the under forty four and a half in the New Mexico State UMass um, game. So moving down the slate, now we're to the seven o'clock kicks. Um, we will go through the Ohio. San Diego State game, San Diego State minus two and a half with the over under set on 48 and a half. Connor, I will kick it to you to, to get this one going. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, this game actually will probably be one of the better games between two teams that actually do have some decent talent. Um, Ohio's returning a, a pretty solid offense. They have the Maple Missile, incredible nickname, Curtis Rourke. He's their quarterback. Is work back? Is work back? I believe works back. Yeah, that's what wow. I read today. Wow, wow. Um, he, he's healthy from from my knowledge and what I read. Uh, but, yeah, Maple Missile is an incredible, incredible nickname. Uh, he was the MAC Offensive Player of the Year last year. So, yeah, uh, he, you're, you're bringing and, that guy and, and back. Correct me if I'm wrong. Ohio played in the Barstool Bowl last year. Rourke did not play in that game. I, I did not watch that. You had to stream that, that game, and I, it was not on the TV. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. It was on it was on Barstool TV, which is free for everyone. But I will give you that it was not on national TV. Yeah, I just looked it up. He's going to be starting at San Diego State. So, yep, one hundred percent. I mean, he's six five. He's a good it. quarterback. He, he can still rock. I, I love Rourke. I love Rourke. Uh, give me and, Rourke. And they got a. They have a six foot wide receiver runs incredible routes. Sam Wiggles, Wiggs, something nine hundred yards, eleven touchdowns last year. So they have a talented offense. Uh, and then their offensive lineman, best name in college fo- football, Parker Titsworth. Wow. Um, wow. I mean, that the, guy, that guy. That guy can protect a quarterback. Yeah, that guy. That guy knows how to step in front of an uh, edge rusher. Um, so I, I actually do like Ohio a lot in this game. Um, I think Ohio, not that we're giving a group of five picks, Ohio would be my pick to win the MAC. Um, I watched a, a pretty good amount of their games last year. I love Tuesday night matching. Um, Rourke was very good last year. I believe, I want to say he was, the, you said he's the conference player of the year, right? Offensive player of the year in the match. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and then looking at Ohio's defense last year, they got substantially better through the back end of the season. Um, kind of once they got into the Mac schedule, um, I think Ohio is pretty good in this spot. Um, I actually like Ohio getting, getting the two and a half. Um, I re- would really like Ohio if it gets to three. Um, I, I think they're going to be pretty solid again in the Mac and, and, Non-con, fun game out in San Diego State. Nice weather. Um, give me, give me Ohio. Give me, give me the Mac in Week One. We'll be representing. 
Yeah, and I, I'm taking it. Just I'm doing the money line. Uh, I'm not going to mess around with with the three there. Um, but yeah, just just taking the money line plus one fifteen. Um, I'm happy with that. I think they're just going to win it outright. Yeah. Um. All right. So so we we did preview uh, in our in our episode earlier this week. Um, we are going to pass this off to uh, Teddy Tidbits for his new section. Um, he's gonna he's gonna talk about some of his favorite season totals for the year. Um, and then some plays he likes for the um, week zero slate. So with that, let's let's pass it to Ted. And now we got the segment that everyone's been waiting for. Uh, we got my roommate, the new segment, Teddy Tidbits on, um, featuring Teddy. So uh, Ted Ted's gonna come on every week to the pod. Um, he, he's gonna he's gonna throw some some of his favorite plays out here. Um, so with that, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stop talking and give the floor to Ted. So Ted, what you got for us this week? Hey guys, how it's going? How's it going? All right, we're, so we're what we got Teddy. going here? What we got going here is going to be uh, Louisiana Tech week zero minus eleven. Now it's what the books are too. Line opened up at nine, and uh, the reason why we're going with this play this week is because uh, we're trusting the old quarterback Hank Bachmeyer, the transfer from Boise State. I don't know if you guys remember him. Uh, last didn't year, he, right, didn't he, he? Ted, Ted, didn't he mm-hmm. transfer like? week like three of last year's season from from Boise didn't he just leave am I, uh, am I making that up he transferred at the end of the year I oh, think he I got why, he, he uh I think he stopped participating Boise State was abysmal last year I think and they kind of well no no no, no, no. I think chemistry or was he bad no I think he got maybe he got hurt who was the tall they had a tall quarterback that came in who was good and they ended up winning the Mountain West um but I think it was Bachmeyer got hurt and then transferred just when the OC got fired. Yeah. But yeah, sorry, yeah. this is this irrelevant. This is irrelevant. I'll, I'll let you cook. Go ahead, Ted. All good, all good. So um, he's coming into a new offense here at Louisiana Tech. They just uh, hired offensive coordinator Sonny Coombe, who uh, loves throwing the air raid offense. And uh, two years ago, Bachmeyer surprisingly had a 91 PFF passing grade on throws over 10 yards. So uh, this air raid offense um, is probably going to be cooking the first week. I mean, they they were returning their leading rusher, Marcus Crosby, and uh, an addition of Craig Squirrel Williams uh, from Baylor transfer also. Can we have some experience at some skill positions? Although Trey Harris, their uh, leading receiver from last year, is gone, they do have Smoke Harris and Cyrus Allen are back with two weapons on the outside for them. They got they got Smoke Harris and Squirrel Williams. Yeah. Wow. I might they take got some La Tech just by the names alone. Yeah. They got some dudes With out Hank there. Hank Bachmeyer quarterback. I'm liking their. Uh, I'm liking their. What, what do they put in the jambalaya down in Louisiana? Yeah, I mean it, yeah. these names are getting out of control now. Are you kidding me? Where's this game, Ted? Louisiana Tech. Uh, yep, it's in Louisiana. Gotcha. Ruston, Louisiana, to be specific. But uh, then on the FIU side, I mean, this team, they're going to struggle this year. They're already taking three losses before the season even begins, as in starting tackles uh, Shamar Lee and Lindell Husson both transferred. Lindell uh, will be the backup right tackle at Florida this year. I don't know where Shamar transferred to be exact. But um, starting back uh, Lexington Joseph also tore his ACL in spring practice. So he'll be leading on uh, a couple backups there, which – they weren't already deep at that position, so that's feels feels like a feels like a feels like a sure lock here. 
Yeah, so those both starting tackles are gone, and then uh, they're missing their starting running back. Cool. Well, well that, that feels like a, a good play. Yeah, so that's uh, the week zero play from uh, from Teddy. And then uh, got a couple season total over for you guys. Um, we're going to go with the start off in the ACC. We're going to start with uh, Boston College over five and a half. You're going to think I'm crazy because they're losing their two best players. And uh, Jerkovic and uh, Zay Flowers, but um, I think they're uh, still pretty experienced, and I think they're going to reach bowl eligibility. I think uh, quarterback Emmett Moorhead kind of showed us a little spurts there the last four of the uh, four games of the season. There kind of ruined my season total for NC State last year. That was but, the worst. Um, that was that was the worst game, and the NC State listeners uh, that are on here. Me and Ted watched that in our living room and just had had my non-existent ginger soul ripped out of my chest because that was, I mean, I could that not was could not that that, with that I mean, I'm not gonna lie, that was the difference. That was a, I, I think I said this on the ACC preview. That was a massive swing for for apartment six two two eight. We we had we had some some season total parlays that involved uh, the NC State over eight and a half wins, and that was the one that didn't get us there. So that was pain. But yeah, sorry, pain. No, all, all good. It just bring back flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, now I'm on the other side. Um, so basically, the returning um, probably I would have to go to argue that this offensive line will be one of the best in the ACC. Um, getting um, their best lineman back from injury. Uh, added two promising transfers that I've heard that have had very good springs and falls. So, uh, and then we got Pat Guerrero returning at running back, and uh, just I think he'll improve drastically um, with uh, the upfront blocking. So, uh, and then on the defensive side of the ball for Boston College, they like to return uh, their front seven for Boston College will be very much improved. And I think, although their secondary will be a question mark, I think the up uh, improves front seven from them will be uh, very helpful. More pressure on the quarterback, less time to cover the receivers. So I think uh, the Eagles can get to six wins with this uh, with a schedule. They're playing Northern Illinois to start off the season with, which is going to be a win. And they get Holy Cross, and then uh, September thirty. Don't looking... don't sleep don't sleep on Chesney. He used to coach at Assumption, which is a school uh, we played at Bentley. Chesney Chesney sneaky. Don't don't sleep on that man. Yeah. But I think I think BC wins that game. Yeah, I think BC is just going to bully ball them. Like I said, their front seven on the offensive and defensive side is just going to probably bully them. But um, who knows? I've seen weirder things happen. But uh, then they, at home versus Virginia and at Army are two solid, going to be wins. In the, and how we're going to reach this is UConn, October 28th, is going to be a win at home. And then Virginia Tech at home is going to be another win. And then. We're bowling for Boston College. Has have we have we uh, has has it been announced what the red bandana is yet, Connor? You know you haven't you haven't. Uh, I'm I'm not aware, but I will be absolutely signing up to take Boston College in that game. I know they also have yeah. Dino Tomlin. Uh, it's Mike Tomlin's son. It's their, one of their receivers. Wow, wow, great name, Dino. Yeah, it's yeah, Dino, Dino. I just like how they avoid Clemson and UNC and ACC play as well. So that's yeah. always a plus. Yeah, Definitely. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, I mean, 
It's the team that's they, motivated. They, 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 I mean, they could give Miami with those six wins, they're here. also uh, at, they have a game at Georgia Tech, which is going to be a toss up. But you know, Georgia Tech, you never know. Yeah, I mean, toss ups are good when you're when you're getting a team that's trying that's battling bowl eligibility. Toss ups are what you want. That's all you can hope for, and you hope you get more of the coin flip games than you don't. So I I yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if BC goes bowling this year. Mm-hmm. What else and, you got uh, for us, Ted? The next play is probably going to be uh, West Virginia under four and a half wins. I think uh, I think this team will not have a head coach by week five, week six. I think they're going to start the season off one and four. I mean, it is going to be tough, tough sledding for a team that's not returning a whole lot. Teddy Bold picks with the with the coach firing early. Yeah, I think this team is going to be similar to Auburn last year. I mean, Auburn just went up against a gauntlet, had to fire their head coach, and just didn't really care about the rest of the season. I mean, the only real easy game they had to start off with in the first six weeks is Duquesne. Um, so it's going to be well, it'll be good for the Mountaineers to win that one. But you got to play at Penn State to start off with. Um, that's a, that's a get, brutal non-con. That's a Thursday night game, correct? Yes. And then uh, you go, you get Pitt at home, which Pitt will be pretty decent. And then uh, Texas Tech at home. You never know how the Red Raiders play, but uh, seeing how the West uh, West Virginia secondary is going to be pretty pretty abysmal this year, I don't see them doing very good against the Air Raid. We were we were pretty uh, we were pretty we were pretty high on Texas Tech, if you remember from our Pac-12. Uh, big yeah, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna be pretty solid this year for sure. Yeah, and I don't think they match up well against. Uh, I think they match up well against Virginia, uh, West Virginia with that air raid and West Virginia secondary. It's not going to be very good this year. Yeah, I think I think the West West Virginia Pittsburgh game is going to be great though. I mean, they get them at home too, so it, it, we'll see. That's that's a big yeah. One I mean, circle. I mean, Ted, you said that game is the week after the uh, game at Penn State. Uh, it's two. Weeks no, they after. play. Du- they play. They yeah, play Duquesne. 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 Okay, they play Duquesne in between. Um, the, those, those are that's an emotional three weeks for the for for uh, West Virginia. I mean, playing Pitt. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, playing Pitt at Penn State. I know that's a rivalry game, and then playing at at Pitt again. Like that's that's uh, yeah. that, that's a tough that's a tough start for the season. So I I don't necessarily think your your uh, coach gone by week five is as bold of a prediction as as when you started this conversation. Yeah. And then uh, after Texas Tech, they're at TCU September 30th. And then um, October 7th is going to be their bye week, which uh, that's when he's going to leave. But um, October 12th is at Houston, which – Looks I mean, like that's a Thursday night game. Yeah. I mean, that, 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 might be the, that might be the week that we're watching uh, Thursday night NFL football. That is I, a, I don't doubt Houston uh, – HUD knows I don't doubt Houston on a Thursday night ever again in my life. No, you can't. Yeah, so. And then uh, Oklahoma State at home, I think they're going to lose that one. Um, I just don't think they're going to be uh, that good. But uh, at UCF, that's going to be a tough one as well. Um, the bounce house. Yeah, the bounce house is tough. Um, I think they get the win at home versus BYU. At Oklahoma's a loss. Um, home against Cincinnati is going to be rough. We'll see how Emory Jones is playing. Uh, with Xavier Henderson, just just there as well. just to throw this out there, Ted Ted is a Florida fan, which has been well documented. Ted yeah. Ted did think Emory Jones was the truth. I just just want I to did. throw that out there. He, he he Ted 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 told me that Emory Jones was was the greatest thing since sliced bread. 
I thought he I was going to be pretty good. I will yeah. never let him live that one down. So just had to just had to get that one in there. We'll blame Dan Mullen for that. Yeah, blame it on Meatloaf. Yep. And then uh, to end the season out at Baylor, which is Baylor always seems to play better at the end of the season. Um, they kind of show that heart to uh, at the end of the season. They're always a gritty team at the end of the year. Yeah, so, no, uh, I, I, I think they I get think two I... to three wins this year, or four. I yeah. mean, we're still betting that that point five is going to really help us out. Yeah, no, I, I think like you said, I think I think that start to the season does have a lot of it. it it's very similar to Auburn last year. Um, where kind of yeah. that team just gave up. Um, maybe they catch mm-hmm. a second win later in the year, but at that point it, it feels like their schedule is too tough to be able to make up enough ground to, to yeah, get mean, this over. Under Coach Neil Brown, they're already 22 and 25 heading into this year. Yeah, feels so, like there's no way that gets any better. No. it's uh, There's a couple of situations like that across the board in college football this year, but one of them being the Hoosiers. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't need to – we don't need to – they don't need to catch any ricochets. No. Um, but cool. Is that, is that, uh, that's all we got for this week, Ted? Yeah, I think that's all we got for this week. Cool. Well, Go again, back. this is, this is, this is, uh, Teddy tidbits on the week. Um, Ted, Ted will be on weekly to give his top plays. Um, he gave some season totals today just because, uh, the, the slate is not that big this week. Um, but Ted will be coming on every week to, to give somewhere between two to four plays. Um, and we'll see kid. Hopefully he gets hot. Hopefully he can provide some winners, and and hopefully he's got as good analysis uh, every week as he did this week. So thank you, Ted. Uh, we look forward to having thank you back you. next week. And uh, any anything to close, or, or you you just you fired up for the week? Fired up for the week, but if we're given another season total, it's always Florida over five and a half. <laughs> I knew was, I knew he had to get it in there. I knew it was coming. <laughs> so on that, we'll we'll uh, we'll send Teddy on his way and and keep going with the show. So thank you, Ted. We will see you next week. Thank you. See you guys. And we're back from that uh, section from Teddy Tidbits. Um, he'll be on. He'll be on weekly. Um, he's got. Some, he's got some good insight to provide for for the fans here. Um, like I told you guys last night, he's he's super dialed into the slates. Um, he 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 will spend more time than anyone you know on this. Um, so happy to happy to get Ted on, and happy he's be able to to provide some good insight for the for the listeners. Um, so um, we got we got a couple more games here for Week Zero. Um, let's whiz through these, Connor, so we don't we don't hold them up too long and save save the good stuff for next week. Um, so the next game on the slate, which I think is one we are both going to have plays on, um, Hawaii versus Vanderbilt in the stadium that is still not built. Minus uh, Vanderbilt minus seventeen and a half with the over under set at fifty five and a half. Yeah, this game um, it's going to be interesting. Vanderbilt killed Hawaii last year. I think it was like sixty six to ten. Uh, it was a blowout. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a blowout this year, and that's why I will be taking Hawaii plus 17 and a half. Uh, I, I'm really just doing this based off the recent fires in Hawaii. I think Hawaii players are going to do it for their homeland. Um, I would not be shocked if this is a one-score game heading into the fourth quarter. Uh, but, yeah, that, that, that's going to be my play, Hawaii plus 17 and a half. Uh, I guess I guess we're disagreeing again, Connor. Um, I'm I'm going to be on Vanderbilt minus seventeen and a half. I, I talked to last uh, earlier this week on our pod about um, I do like Vanderbilt's season total over. Um, I I do like what Vanderbilt um, is building out there. Um, even though no no pun intended because they're not their stadium isn't built. Um, but I do I do like uh, AJ Swan who came in last year and alternated. 
um, with I can't I can't think of his name. Um, something right. I, I can't think of what his first name was. Uh, but but he he played well when he was kind of in in the spotlight. Um, he's a dual threat type of guy. Um, threw for ten touchdowns last year and two picks. Um, with with nearly thirteen hundred yards. Um, and then I I do like um the the receiving core they're bringing back. Um, they're bringing back all three starters from last year. Um, including uh, I can't I don't know this guy's first name Shepard, who was second team All SEC. Um, they 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 had some injury problems out there, but I, I think again this this goes back to the SEC talent just being greater than Hawaii. Um, like Connor said, um, I actually I think the flip of the Hawaii uh, fire, which very sad um, condolences go out to everyone affected, but um, the the Hawaii fire I think works negatively on them. Um, I think they haven't been thinking about football too much. They've been out there um, helping, which, again, is the right thing to do. But I think their minds have not necessarily been on football, and it's a long trip to Nashville. Um, so I, I like Vanderbilt in this spot um, to kind of come out and, and similar to last year, um, kind of get out in front early and, and really never look back. So I'll be taking Vanderbilt minus 17 and a half in this spot. Yeah, I, I mean, this is going to be a battle here. Uh, I'm glad we disagreed, but I, I'm, I'm sticking with my gut. It's got to be Hawaii here. The next well, this, game this will be a fun the it, that'll be a fun one to watch. There, there's no doubt about it. I think I think out of that between the early game and there's there's what three seven o'clock games. Um, right. The, the that that's the one that's on the TV. Um, yeah, I, I do I, think well, at least I mean, it's, it's a fun. Hey, game. And and once someone scores a touchdown, don't change the channel. I mean, you want to see how that end zone looks and see if they've gotten any further in their construction. <laughs> exactly. You want to you want to um, make sure there's grass down there. Um, absolutely. We're, we're we're still not sure. Yeah, and, and the next game in the slate, it's going to be San Jose State heading to Southern California uh, in Caleb Williams and the Lincoln-Riley offense. Uh, I don't have much in this game, so I'll pass this off to HUD. Yeah, I mean, I, I again, I don't want to pick all favorites here because that's what I feel like I do every year in week one and I lose every time. Um, but with that being said, I, I do like USC in this spot. I think they're pretty well prepared. I think they've had a long offseason. Um, towards the end of the year, Caleb Williams was not healthy um, in that bowl game against Utah, um, which they lost. Or I'm sorry, the the uh, championship game against Utah. Caleb Williams literally put that team on his back. Um, he he was great, um, but it, it's just one of those things. Um, there's only so much he can do. Um, th- that defense last year, additionally, was was very bad. The offense was good, um, but but Caleb Williams was that good that. Um, he, he was able to carry this team to, to a really good season. Um, we, we definitely like – I love Lincoln Riley. Um, he, he's probably the most fun offense to watch. Um, and, then, and then they're bringing back Austin Jones, who, if you remember, he, uh, he played a little bit when Travis Dye got hurt last year when he had that freak injury and got carted off. Um, Austin Jones is pretty good. He looks just like Jordan Adams. I don't know if you know, know who he is. They look identical. They both wear number two, and they both wear that same face mask. Um, they, they look very similar. Um, and then USC also added Marshawn Lloyd from, uh, South Carolina last year. Um, so they're losing a little bit on the outside. Um, they lose Jordan Addison, but, but I don't have a, I don't have too much of a concern with, um, with any Lincoln Riley offense. They're going to be able to run the ball. Um, they're going to be able to throw the ball and they have the best player in the country on their team. Um, so I do like them. And then I think on the, the defense, they're, they're much improved. Um, they're bringing in a lot of kind of they. I, I'm trying to think of the big um, transfer they brought in from uh, I, I Bear something. 
he's a big boy, he's a defensive tackle, which I think is going to be big um, for them to to just be able to stop the run a little bit. They they got run all over last year, um, and I think they're Bear they're, Alexander, Bear Alexander. Thank you. Um, and they are they are actually, although the defense wasn't good last year, they are returning eighty percent of their production from last year. Um, so although it wasn't great, they are bringing a lot back, and then they're adding pieces like a Bear Alexander, um, who who again is is very very good. Um, so I think this defense, although it's not going to be great, I think it's much improved, and I think it's it's certainly good enough to get past the San Jose side at home um, to where I, I think USC is probably up in this game 35-42, maybe even 49-0 by the half. Um, can San Jose score? I, I am not convinced. Um, so I, I will be taking the uh, USC minus 30 and a half in this spot. Yeah, so this is going to be my over. Uh, I do think San Jose State can score. Uh, and I do think USC will score pretty much every single drive. Um, yeah, I mean, I see this game, it, it could be 49-21 type of type of ball game. So I definitely see this game getting to the over. Um, I just – 30 and a half is a lot of points to cover, especially first game of the year. Um, still working out the kinks on defense. But, um, but yeah, I, I'm happy with an over here. I think it will be fun to watch kind of as the night uh, runs long. Yeah, no, this this will be a game I'll, I'll probably watch. Realistically, I'll have the Hawaii-Vanderbilt game on because I think that's a little more competitive. Um, and then we'll keep this game on the side just because Caleb Williams is is undeniably very fun to watch. Um, so, very so I'll try Lincoln, to get Any Lincoln-Riley offense is is going to be a fun offense to watch. I mean, I watched it at ECU. You saw it at Oklahoma. He's always got a good offense. Exactly. And, and for USC, I mean, how many times are we going to get USC in a primetime 8 o'clock slot as opposed to the 10.30 slot? Um, so, so it will be nice to see USC in that earlier, um, 5 PM West coast start for them, get a little sunset out there in, uh, in Southern California. Um, so, so I will be excited and I, I love watching Caleb Williams. I loved him since he was at Oklahoma. He, he's, he's an awesome player. Um, I, I think he's going to carry USC a long way to, to kind of cover up some of the deficiencies that, that USC has in their roster. Um, so, so I'll be tuned into that game along with the Hawaii Vanderbilt, um, but we got one more game, uh, one I don't have a play on, but I will I will kick this to Connor. We got Louisiana Tech hosting FIU, Florida International. Uh, Louisiana Tech is minus ten and a half, and the over under is fifty eight and a half. Yeah, so I mean, this game is is terrible. It's uh, Conference USA is is an awful conference. I mean, these teams are going to be ranked throughout the year between that one hundred and one thirty, whatever however many teams they have in the FBS now. Um, uh, I have no play on this. Um, I'll probably just take the under cause both these teams look terrible. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, that's about all I have. I, I know Skip Holtz used to be the coach at Louisiana tech. Um, he left East Carolina, went to South Florida. Then when he got fired from South Florida, he went to Louisiana tech. Um, and he actually had some good seasons there. Um, they produced some talent. I know Vernon Butler, I think went to Carolina from Louisiana tech, but, um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. I just don't, I don't know much about either of these teams, and I'm just going to take the under at 58 and a half. Yeah, uh, just just for the spirit of betting every single game for week zero, I'm just going to take the over. There's no analysis behind this. Just give me the over 58 and a half. So it's it's something to watch at least after the uh, 9 p.m. start. Um, so just just in the spirit of betting every game, um, give me the over 58 and a half. And just to, just to, me and Connor now are disagreeing on three games, so it'll be uh, a nice tie break. Um. So yeah, that, that's that's the week zero uh, slate. Like we said, we, this this is not this is not our favorite slate. Um, 
if we're being honest, I wouldn't bet any of these games if it wasn't week zero. Maybe the Notre Dame game. But um, other than that, probably wouldn't bet any of these normally. Um, the Ohio game is actually somewhat intriguing, the Ohio-San Diego State game. that one, I'd probably um, bet that game on a normal week. I, yeah, I, yeah. I really like that value you're getting on Ohio. I think later on the season, uh, I think they're going to be very good. Let's yeah, just put it yeah. Way. No, so, so I take it back. That that might be the only one. But other than that, this is this is not our favorite slate. Um, but again, like I said at the start of the show, it's it's tough to complain about football. So we uh, we will be back um, with with our kind of week zero recap combined with our college football playoff predictions and the first and him top eight, uh, likely early next week, maybe Sunday, depending on scheduling for us. Um, and then next week, we we really get it going. This this is fun, but but it's it's a lot more fun talking about the big games and, and the big teams, and that's that's why we made the pod. So. I know I'm looking forward to it. I know Connor's looking forward to it, and, and we're, we're fired up. So Yeah, enjoy the games this weekend. Uh, yeah, and go Pirates. Go Blue. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of First and Him. While gambling is discussed in this podcast, the views of the producers are strictly opinions of their own, and gambling is not promoted nor endorsed by First and Him. If you believe you have a problem, please call the National Gambling Hotline at 1-800-522-4700. Thanks for listening, and keep being him.